What's going on, United? All right. For those of y'all who don't know who I am, my name is Trip Mitchell. Uh, I've been uh, I've been the intern here over this past summer for Beach Students. I'm so stoked to be up here with you guys tonight. Um, we're happy you're here. If you guys did not get one of these, Christian and Cole are going to be back there passing them out. They're note cards. We really encourage you guys to take them because uh, let's be honest, we both know you guys aren't taking them during the week. We know you're more capable than taking them, taking them tonight. Um, so please get some of these. If you don't, just raise your hand and he'll bring them around to you. Um, so tonight we are going to continue on with this look up, by the way. Y'all's Instagram pics have been looking awesome. If you guys want to get on here before a Wednesday night, um, all you got to do is just hashtag LookUpJax, yep, um, with an X on the end of it, uh, and you guys will get put up here next week. Um, so we're going to continue on uh, with this, uh, <clears throat> this, this uh, LookUp um, kind of series going on through it. Uh, Ryan hit last week on really uh, beholding God, how to behold God. Cole, before that, went on the relentless pursuit, and then before that, Ryan spoke on um, arrows, really hitting your mark. So tonight, we're going to continue on with that. Tonight, we're going to talk about how to respond to God, uh, respond to God. And when me and Ryan were thinking of a, a way to title it, um, and, and you know, we, we, we focused on the word respond, it just immediately brought me back to my summer before my senior year when I was playing football, and, um, and what we were doing was we were getting ready for our last scrimmage. Of, of the summer, and it wasn't an official game or anything like that, but it was like who was going to start off the, 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 the season right, on the right foot, you know, bragging rights, who was going to have that, that first go-to game, you know what I'm talking about, so we played a school called Taylor County, they were just some country, uh, like some country guys, I know I'm country, but like these guys were huge, like I'm talking about like some corn-fed bread boys, you know what I'm talking about, like big, had a lot of speed, you know what I'm talking about, um, and so we played them there at Taylor County, we went over there to them, and, and that entire week, uh, you know, when we were looking at this game, I was watching film. They had this receiver that was about six foot five, two hundred five pounds, and uh, he actually was number third in the state, number three in the state. Um, and now he's actually playing for University of South Carolina. Um, but my coach came up to me while we were watching his film and said, "Trip, you're going to be the one that's guarding him." Um, and if y'all don't know, I played a defensive back in high school. That was the guy that was guarding the wide receiver that the quarterback threw to. If you guys don't know that, um, and what I was going to do was. They, I just knew that, man, I, I, was, I was freaked out, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, these guys that are listening on the podcast don't know that I'm like five foot nine, which is kind of cool, you know, if I wanted to like say that I was like six foot three, 225 pounds, you know, they just have to believe me until they go to my Instagram and they are like let down, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but anyways, so I went to go do that and we were talking with my coach and he said, you know, you're going to be on him, you're going to be doing it. And I got to the game and I mean, I've been watching him on film and he was just phenomenal. But then I got to the game and I was like putting on my shoulder pads, getting taped up, getting ready, you know, getting hyped, listening to Thunderstruck and stuff like that. Um, and I, I, I saw him for the first time. And it was like David meets Goliath. Like he was just over there and I was just like, I just stopped. Like I think I even dropped my helmet. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, you know. And like he was just, he was beautiful, like beautiful. Like I couldn't find anything wrong with him. And, and so he, he was the fastest guy I ever met. He was huge, you know. And the thing that was annoying uh, was that, like, we got inside the 20-yard line, and every single time he'd run to the back of the end zone, and they would just throw it up to him. And here I am, like, in perfect position, jumping up, about to grab it, and, and I could only get three fingers on the ball every time. And so we went into halftime, and, you know, we're losing by a few scores, and, and I just, I, I was frustrated because I knew that if I couldn't shut this guy down, that we were going to lose the game. And I didn't, I didn't want my teammates to look at me that way. So anyways, I, I, was, I, was, I was frustrated. I was worn out. I mean, I was dead. Like, I was laying on the ground with ice underneath me because I, I thought I was having a panic attack. 
my coach comes up to me, and he just, he, he says these words, and, and that's, that's really what made me think about it when Ryan told me this was the title of the message, and, and he said, Trip, he's better than you. He's bigger, he's faster, he's stronger, he's just better. God gave him a gift to be good at football, and you know, you know, you're good, but you know, you didn't, you didn't get the gifts like he did, you know what I'm saying? He's trying to be nice, but he's smacking me in the face at the same time, but he said these words, he said, but who's got a bigger heart? Who is going to work harder for it? Who's, are you going to respond is what he said. Are you going to respond? And that was the first time that I'd ever really been told the word respond before. And, and before, you know, I, I just saw him on like SAT questions, you know what I mean? Like the end, like short answer and respond, you know what I'm talking about? You couldn't even figure out what the question was asking and they want you to respond to it and you're just freaking out, you know, just tapping your pen hoping nobody is, you know, looking at you because you feel awkward. But, um, but yeah, that was the first time that I'd been told that. And so the definition that I get from that is how do you take action after something happens to you? How do you reply? More or less, how do you answer for something? And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight, how to answer God's glory, how to answer it, how to reply to it, how to, how to, how to see it, and then God's looking at us, what are you going to do with it now? That's what we're going to answer tonight. And y'all are going to have three things to write down on y'all's little, y'all's little notepads, so I'm going to give y'all three R's, three R's that y'all are going to do. But we're, first, we're going to look at our scripture, and it's going to be in Isaiah Isaiah chapter 6 is what it is. It should be, should be up there. If not, just listen up. Anyways, all right, so what's going on here is Elijah is, is kind of, he just got done <clears throat> praying, and he's, he's having this vision, um, and it's, it starts with, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings, kind of like angels. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that, but that is a Chris Tomlin reference right there. So ask Ryan, ask Sam, and ask Cole. They will be more than happy to give you a copy of that. Um, but continuing on, verse 4, at the sound... At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and threshold, thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, Isaiah cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King and the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. So I don't know if you guys knew, but that here I am, send me, um, that was kind of our theme for these missions this past, this past uh, summer, and that's really where Ryan got it from for this idea. Here I am, send me is what Isaiah said. Um, and so I'm going to give you guys these three steps on how do we res respond to God's glory. And, and they all three start with ours. I thought that was really cool how it kind of like all added up to that. So y'all better appreciate that because it took a lot of hard work. <clears throat> Anyways, the first thing you have to recognize first, God's glory. You have to recognize it. And what I mean by that is in verse 4, in verse 4, 
At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. The temple was filled with smoke. And so what Isaiah is doing is he's painting us a picture, a perfect picture. We're not there. He's the only one there. He's saying that there is this just tremendous earthquake and smoke filled the temple. They think a fire happened like a volcano, like magma coming out the bottom of it. I'd be freaking out if I was Isaiah, okay? But anyways, so that was the first thing. You have to recognize it. You have to recognize it. And so my, my question that I'm going to ask you guys is, I don't know if y'all know, but back in the Old Testament, the temple that they had was where they went to go get their sins uh, atoned for, where they went to, 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 to confess and give their sacrifices, saying, you know, God, I screwed up, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And they gave their best of whatever they had, whether it was fruits and vegetables that they were growing, whether it was, you know, cattle, whatever, whatever it may be, whatever it was. And so they gave it to that temple. But that temple, there was an inner room. And Ryan's touched on this before. It was called the Holy of Holies. And the Ark of the Covenant was in there, which meant God, the Holy Spirit, was in there. Okay? There was one guy that was only allowed to go in there, and he was the high priest. Um, and everyone else had to stay out. Only one guy could really have that one-on-one relationship with God. And even he didn't really get to have what we have today. So if you guys don't know, that's how it was back then. It's not like today where we give an altar call and you come down here to the altar and kneel down before this cross and say, God, I'm sorry, forgive me. And he does it right away. Um, and so my, my, my kinda, I'm kind of getting to a point here. And what it is is, is that now, uh, today, um, back whenever Jesus died 2,000 years ago, whenever he, whenever he died and died on the cross for our sins or whatever like that, that earthquake happened. And what it did was it ripped straight through the temple straight through the temple, and it, and, it, and it broke and separated that curtain that separated that holy of holies, that inner spot, from everyone else, signifying now that everyone in this room, everyone all around the world can have that one-on-one relationship with God that they couldn't have back then. And what I'm getting to is, is that since the Holy Spirit was in that holy of holies, now we're allowed to have the Holy Spirit inside of us. How does your temple look since it's living in here? It says, if I was to take it out and look at it, and I was, I was able to, to lay it out flat right here, would it, have, would, it, would it look like Hurricane Katrina just went through it? Or that tornado they just had went through it? Would, it? would it have McDonald's cups and fast food just kind of thrown everywhere? That's what I'm getting to. Like my mom used to always say, garbage in, garbage out. What are you putting into your heart today? What are you putting into your soul to your temple where the Holy Spirit lives? Is it happy living there? Is it a comfortable environment? That's just a question. So that's the first thing. The first thing, you have to recognize God's glory. Recognize it. And Elijah did that in verse 4. Moving on, the second one. The second one. You have to accept responsibility. You have to accept responsibility. That's the second R. Elijah does this in verse number 4. He says, Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King and the Lord Almighty. And Isaiah is getting to here is that he's saying, he's accepting the responsibility. God, it's my fault. God, I sinned. God, I made that mistake. And I feel like so many times, us as teenagers especially, but human nature, we get to a point where, we, where, we, where, where something looks bad coming and your parents come into your room and they say, hey, what's going on? And you blame it on your brother or something like that. I just did it last night. I mean, I'm not lying. 24 hours ago, I was at Halloween Horror Nights running through a maze and we ran into an old lady, and I ran out, and I said it was my brother, and, you know, they had a talk. But, you know, he didn't get in any trouble. That made me kind of sound bad. But what I'm saying is it's just our first response is our human nature, just assign blame. Assign blame. And that's the first thing that God wants us. The second thing that God wants us to do is once we recognize who God is and how powerful he is and what his son did for us on the cross, then we have to 
get down on our knees, cry if we have to, and, and, and say, God, I accept the responsibility of my sins. They're mine. And, he, and even blame it on humanity. Humanity is, is not whole. Okay? Yeah, the, the, the friends that you hang out with, they're not perfect either. You can do it together. And so that's the second thing. The third R, and you guys should already know this by now, the word. You have to respond with obedience. Respond with obedience. And so that's what Elijah says in verse 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. So uh, Isaiah passed those first two, those first two tests. He, he, he recognized who God was. He accepted responsibility. And now what is he going to do? Now that he knows who God is and what he did for us, he's going to respond with it. And that's what today's message is all about. And so it goes to this. Eli, I mean, Isaiah is just here. He, he, he's just witnessing this. He, the God doesn't say in verse 8, hey, Isaiah, go out and, 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 and do all the stuff that I want you to do. No. What he says is, who will go for us? What it is, is it's a mission statement for everyone in this room. Everyone in this room. Who's going to actually respond? Once you recognize who God is, and once you accept your responsibility, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? And so that's kind of what Ryan's going to talk about whenever he gets up here later. He's going to give you that opportunity to respond. But what this is, is that's that mission statement right there. Do you want to be a part of that great commission that God has called us to be? What are we doing down here on our knees at Remnant Rising at 7.14 in the morning and in the afternoon if, if we're not responding and doing anything with it? That's the point. <clears throat> and, 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 and you know... One of the things that I get a lot whenever I'm, I'm, I'm talking with students and, and, and they tell me, they come up to me after a football game or whatever it is and they just come up to me and they say, Trip, I'm running from God. Trip, I don't know how to get back on path. Trip, I, I don't know if God wants me anymore. And, and, and it's the, it's, it's, it, it cracks me up and they always look at me with a smile on my face and, and they look at me, why are you laughing at, at, my, at my troubles? You know, I'm, my life's in the, in the and, like, just thrown out the window and yet you're laughing at me. It's not because of that. It's because when people tell me they're running from God, they say, oh, I'm not going to go to church. I'm going to go to the beach. Okay, are you running from God? God created the beach. He has more right to be there than you do. And, and people say, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not going to church. I'm going to St. John's with my friends. He created there too. You're running to him. And so, and so when people say, trip, I'm running from God. Trip, trip God's not going to want me anymore. You're running straight to him. All you got to do is just stop for a second and look around at everything that he's created and realize that he's right there, arms wide open, waiting for you just to see who he is, recognize his glory, accept responsibility, and then respond. And then respond. So the thing that we've got down there at the bottom of your note card, and kind of the, the, the tweetable moment of the night, because y'all know I love them, them tweetable moments. <clears throat> it says, enjoy God's grace, and then extend his glory. Enjoy God's grace, and then extend his glory. Our response, the way that we respond, shouldn't be about it's something that we should do. I'm not up here to guilt trip you guys into it, because that's what happens a lot of times. Well, now I realize what Jesus did for me, and, and you know, it's like trying to buy a Christmas present for someone else. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's, I hate buying presents for people at Christmas time, because what if they give me like a flat screen TV, and I just like, 
you know, give them a gift card to like McDonald's or someplace like that. Then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in your debt. So like when you call me the next time and like you ask me to help you move, I have to because I feel like I'm in your debt and they know that. You get what I'm saying? So guys, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not up here trying to, trying to trick you into anything because as my dad always said, if I can talk you into something, someone else can talk you out of it. What I'm asking you to do is on your own, create a bubble around yourself right now. For the rest of the service, if you haven't heard anything else early on, just do it right now. Because what I want you guys to do individually is to do those three steps and to walk through it. Okay? There's another guy that you guys might know. Um, since you guys don't really know who Isaiah really is, y'all probably don't. Y'all probably know this guy. Y'all have known him probably since y'all were like this big. I knew him whenever I was in Sunday school. A guy named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, y'all know that? Y'all know the song? I'm not going to sing it for y'all, but <laughs> I'm not singing it. No, just stop. You go out. No. All right. Anyways. I don't even know the whole song. No, y'all stop. <laughs> y'all are killing me. Y'all are killing me. All right. All right. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. Talk about our boy Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Give y'all a second to turn to it. It's in, oh, look at that. They've even got the page numbers up there. Look at that. They're, they're making y'all that easy. Y'all have no excuse not to grab a Bible and turn it. They even give you the page number right now. Like, that's insane. All right, anyways. So Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. 19, verse 1. Here we go. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short... He could not see over the crowd. See, I already relate with Zacchaeus. You get what I'm saying? All right, anyways. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him. Since Jesus was coming that way, when Jesus reached that spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he gladly came down at once and welcomed him. All right, I'd be freaked out at that point. If I climbed a tree and all of a sudden, like a, 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 like a celebrity at that time, no one really knew who Jesus was, he said who he was, but like, it'd be like Brad Pitt just walking down 3rd Street, and I'm like in a tree, and Brad Pitt just says, hey, Trip, come down here, let me stay at your house. Like, I'd be like, oh my gosh, are you serious right now? Like, let's, let's do it. Let's watch like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Troy, hey, you know what I'm talking about? Anyways, so this is what's going on with Zacchaeus right now. He's, he's overly excited. He's amped. You know, he's stoked, you know? He even might have, you know, tweeted, hashtag turn up, I'm with Jesus, you know what I'm saying? All right, anyways, <laughs> anyways, verse 7, all the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house, because this man, too, is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The lost. <clears throat> and so, we saw Isaiah walk through that three-step process, and now you guys kind of know who this guy is, and it, just to show and to prove that it involves everyone. This guy right here was a tax collector. They were looked down upon. Even though they were very, very rich, they had all the money, anything that she wanted to, they were looked down upon because most of them were corrupt, just like he said. If I've ever cheated anyone, uh, he knows he's cheated some people. He's going to pay back four times the amount. And so what does Zacchaeus do? The first thing, the first thing, he recognized God's glory. He got up in that tree. He wouldn't have got up in that tree for no one. Man, I wouldn't have got up in a tree for Jackson Santora. Are you serious? I'm just joking, Jackson. Anyways, <clears throat> anyways, 
I'm just giving you guys, anyways. Um, so what did he do? He got up in that tree for Jesus. He got up in that tree for Jesus. The second thing, what did he do? He accepted responsibility. He accepted responsibility. God, I messed up. God, I messed up. You know, I'm sorry. It's my responsibility. Mine. What's the third step? He responded with obedience. He told Jesus that he was going to give back four times the amount. Four times the amount. So that's just another point right there that we're going to do. <clears throat> now, this next part that I, that I kind of want you to do, I, I wanted to go over three guys today. Those first two were good. The third guy that I want to talk about, I'm not really worthy enough um, to explain his life. I'm, I'm not. Um, none of us are, because all we can do is just read what's in here. And I can't tell you, I wasn't there. I didn't see it happen with my own eyes. I didn't suffer with him. I didn't do anything like that. So to give you guys kind of a, kind of a um, idea to imagine, I want you guys to check out this video um, and just remember what he did for us and how you're going to respond. That guy came back about 2,000 years ago and completed the greatest love story that has ever been told or has ever been lived, and every single bit of it's true. And there's never been a, a, a man that has ever come down here and that has responded better than he has. But yet the Bible still calls us each and every day to pick up our cross just as he did, just as you watched, walk up that mountain every single day with it in our hand, and live it out just like he did. And so what I'm going to ask you guys to do is, <clears throat> is to realize that sometimes, guys, we have to bow down and get low on the ground before God and recognize his glory before we can look up at his beautiful face.